This podcast explores the possibilities available to each of us when we experience our bodies as home. Through real-life stories, conversations, and guided exercises, hosts Madeline and Lori invite you to deepen your connection to yourself and the world around you. Join us in discovering the healing that you already are. Hi, welcome to Embodiment as Healing. In today's podcast, Lori and I are going to discuss what is embodiment as healing, why it's so important to us, and why we want to bring this awareness and this conversation to you. Here's Lori and Madeline. Madeline, we're here, both of us, I think, attempting to do something so courageous, um, which is to talk about something, I think, of as a paradox, embodiment, because it's simultaneously so simple, it's almost as if we could actually condense it to one episode, but it's also at the same time so fundamental and so huge. It involves all parts of us and, and how we find ourselves connected to each other and how we find ourselves arranging our lives on the planet. You're right, yeah. It's it's really profound and so big embodiment is something that is not tangible it's not visible and yet like you say it's so profound for life is the essence of being being present being with what we have this body this instrument this vessel where we express ourselves and that's how we what we bring into life through this embodiment through this body yeah, it's really profound, Lori. And I'm excited to have this conversations with you so that we can deepen it for ourselves and for our listeners. We both, um, I think, have been doing the same. We've, we've both been doing body work for, what, 30 years? Yeah, now? yeah. Yeah, we put it together. It's six, about 60 years, both right. of us, doing <laughs> yeah. massage and body work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, huh? It's it like it's a it's been a long time, <laughs> and I think we have so many stories and observations and experiences between the two of us that are about embodiment. That's that right. have to do with the body. That's so. I'm really curious. How would you, if you were, if you were to define embodiment, how would you? How would you define it? So to me, embodiment, if I was to define embodiment, I see it as, when I think of embodiment, I think of presence in some way um, to, to become that which we care about the most, to embody compassion, to embody uh, love. So when I think of embodiment, that w that's what comes up. But I see embodiment as a way of relating with the world and how can I become that which I, I care about, that which I want to have in me, through me, um, so that I can bring it into the world. So, so that's when I think of embodiment, that's what comes up. I've had, um, I've had training um, in somatic practices and embodiment practices 
through the years and in this profession of body work. And that's when I started to see the depth of it even more. And I think this embodiment, um, sense perceptions, our sense perceptions through our senses, we perceive the world. That's embodiment, when we sense and through our bodies. Life, when we sense ourselves and we perceive the world around us. Yeah. So through these practices and um, trainings that I've had in the past, um, I, I see the importance I, even more now um, through these years practicing, um, being more grounded and centered and and uh, also working with past traumas, you know, from from experiences that I've had through life, that when we have experiences, I see that we become more numb and more disconnected from ourselves and the environment and what surrounds us. And I think that working with ourselves and, and perceiving more, embodying more sense perceptions, awakening our whole being, our whole body, uh, our senses, then we have more capabilities of being more um, in connection with the world around us. Mm. Yeah. So, Lori, how about for you? What is embodiment for you? How do you see embodiment? If I were to come up with a working definition for myself, I think it has a lot to do with a sense of wholeness, where all parts of myself are being experienced simultaneously. Um, I come from a tradition, a faith tradition that has to do very much with um, trying to bring peace to the world. It's an Anabaptist tradition, um, and so peacemaking is a lot of the goal and conversation. There's all kinds of stuff about peacemaking and transforming conflict. Um, but what's not normally included in that are, is our physical self. And so there's a lot of striving of heart and mind to embody compassion. That, that word embodiment's even used often. It's, mm. it's one that I'm familiar with from growing up. But it's a sense of striving to embody something with the idea that it's something that you, not, you don't inherently have. Um, and I, as an adult, and then also as um, you know, experiencing work as a body worker and a massage therapist, um, and then also pursuing um, training in conflict transformation, it was so apparent to me that the body is the missing piece. We already are. We already are compassionate. We already, we have wholeness, um, and so I think it really has to do with that. All parts being remembered mm. as a whole. Um, recently, you shared a, I think it was a meditation, a talk by Tara Brock, uh, and a phrase sticks out to me when she. Uh, referred to our society and our culture as a trauma culture, a, a PTSD society. Mm. I think that is so true. Yeah. I just, you know, that, that we're so uh, 
as modern humans and then also as Westerners, especially in the United States, where there's so much about us that is perceived as consumers, like so much of our experiences about being a consumer. So it's like this focus that is external in, you know, as a consumer, we consume ideas, we consume material goods, we consume spirituality, so much of it without thinking. Um, and I really see embodiment as the antithesis of that. Yeah. It's like this simple, humble wholeness that also kind of inherently includes sort of a satisfaction with what already is. Um, and I find that to be kind of a seed for healing and a seed for peace. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, the consumption and and that disconnect that we have with ourselves from the wholeness that we are i think that mm -hmm. is so so real and so palpable in our modern modern society that is so true yeah, yeah. it's as if we've been yeah. given this inheritance yeah. of uh experiencing life on this beautiful earth as these beings and our reality is physical. It's also spiritual and mental, mm -hmm. emotional, but it is physical. And it's as if uh, without remembering that and coming back into embodiment, it's as if we kind of find ourselves maybe unconsciously giving up our inheritance, this wealth that already is. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. Yeah, um, another another thing that reminded me uh, as we were talking, um, this aspect of embodiment um, um, that we both probably have seen with our clients um, through the years. Uh, for me, I remember a specific time um, early on in my career when I was working with abused women. And um, I had a couple of them that came to see me for the longest time, but in the beginning, how, um, how disconnected they were from trauma, um, from abuse, um, how disconnected they were from, from connecting to the depth of who they were, mm. to their wholeness, to, to being present in their bodies. And I remember just touching the forehead and they would start crying right away, maybe in the first yeah. session. Then I uh, uh, did work together with psychologists. Uh, her, her therapist was present and would help her process uh, emotions and then cry or whatever. In the session? In the session, you. yeah. Wow, that's... Yeah, and then, and then afterwards great. I would complete the session massaging the back to nurture and fill in the gap of that. You know, when you cry, you feel so empty. So massaging the back would help to nurture... And this, um, the first time she came, she didn't, she had the release like that and didn't want to go further. And it took a few months, but when she came back and we continued to work with her therapist, then her therapist wasn't there anymore after so many sessions. And then through the years, the transformation was just, just miraculous. It was so beautiful to witness how her nervous system reprogrammed to receiving safe touch. 
and she was able to have more sense perception, more embodiment, more embodied wow. senses, the senses awakened. And she had more resources within herself to feel herself and to be more present with herself and with life. It was beautiful. So that's another aspect that you and I can relate to really well from our experience and, and our work. How about you? Do you have any memories of maybe a particular client that that you witnessed uh, such a, a shift in, in, in the embodiment aspect of it or being more present with themselves? I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, because okay. Because right now, what, I, what, stri- <laughs> what, what as you're telling the story of this particular client, yeah. I'm just so struck by the courage of that woman. Yes, she had a lot she, of courage. She really wanted to, to change her lifestyle, her way, and, and heal the trauma huh. because so many... And was intentionally yeah. doing it through the body. Intentionally, she was working with, through. The, she knew yeah. that she had limitations, that she couldn't move further. And um, I just held the space for her very lovingly, and, and she was able to do it. Yeah, it yeah. was beautiful to witness. There's yeah. something about that that, um, like, the word trust comes to mind. Mm-hmm. There's something so beautiful about the way life is arranged, basically, and the will of life to, to, to continue. Um, your story, I'm thinking of one thing I'm assuming, you know, based on experience that we both share in this field, um, that once she had that experience of finding her safety in her body, re, re-experiencing what it is to be physically present in her body and safe mm-hmm. with that presence, yes. that that's one of the powers of body of embodiment. I think once it when it once it's there consciously, inherently, it wants to continue. It's it's a little bit different than grasping a concept intellectually or with our minds. Yes, those seem to be kind of fleeting. But in yeah. your body, once yeah. you've got something in your body, it seems to stay. Exactly, and and physiologically, there's a change that happens. And the yeah. chemistry, yes. When when there's a sense perception, it'll shift your chemistry. I mean, I'm you not bet. just saying this because I want to say it, but there's a lot of science that backs it up yes. today. Let's, let's Back listen. then, when we were doing it early on in our career, we didn't have such backup in our right. in the sciences. But now the sciences confirm let's, the changes. Let's, uh, yeah, let's list some of these, you know, yeah. the cascading hormones. We'll do that. We'll do that for our listeners. We'll do a little <laughs> research and, and give some 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 uh, references yeah. because it is fascinating. And sure. the transformation physiologically, uh-huh. um, yeah. yeah. One, that, one that comes to mind is just the, ox, the oxytocin. That's right. The yeah. hormone that it's just one of many, many feel-good hormones that enter your bloodstream with touch or even with the thought of touch. Yes. You know, you don't even have to actually be receiving the touch. Yeah. Sometimes just the understanding, the feeling of safety and the remembering of touch can sometimes release mm-hmm. oxytocin, yeah. which then will trigger other hormones. That's right. That's right. So the mind and the body are not separate. They're one. Right. Like Candace Pert, that scientist that, um, that she found in her lab, how the mind is not just in the brain, it's in every cell of the body. Every cell of the yeah. body has intelligence and it's connected. 
it's not just the brain, but the brain is in every cell of the body and everything communicates in our body mind. Yes. So <laughs> we go back to the wholeness of who we are and what we already are. We just have to wake it up, connect with it and embody it and have the be courage, present. Have the courage to trust. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think our minds, at least for me, um, and I've witnessed it, I guess, in others, but I think our minds, when it comes to the trust, the trusting, that's when our minds often want to step in and say, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. That's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful to, for us to recount this and remember the depth of this conversation that we want to share with so many about embodiment as healing, mm -hmm. that we we already are, like mm -hmm. you said, you were saying earlier, we are whole and we just have to um, notice the habits and the conditionings and the disconnects that we have created through this fast-paced society that we live in. Mm -hmm. And how can we come back to being present with ourselves, being present with what we care about and um, working with that? Yeah, so I, I'm you know, with these episodes that we are planning to be sharing with all of you, to, uh, we um, we want to deepen this conversation, right, Lori? Yeah, yeah. And it's exciting to um, be able to offer specific handles, ways to practice embodiment, little right. bits and pieces that we can offer in each episode. Yes. So for each episode, yeah, we'll we'll share some. Um, exercises, practices, and bringing awareness to very specific awareness, simple things that you everybody can take home and and practice and notice the difference and just get to explore. It's not it's not just for for everyone to take what we are saying here literally, but ex but test it out, test it out, explore, and we'll give you the tools and the awareness so that you can go out and. And, and experience embodiment for yourself. That's great. Great. Well, thank you, Lori. It was awesome. Thank you, and, uh Yeah, so um, we'll uh, talk to you guys again uh, in the next episode.